Today we are witness to the dawn of a new communications era, brought upon us by satellites, lasers, fiber optics, microprocessors, and magnetic bubbles, for the transfer of information, ideas, knowledge. Hey guys, I was wondering what your earliest memory of witnessing body horror was like in, in your earliest childhood or, you know, what was the first thing you saw that like really like in a movie or a show or a cartoon or whatever that really just blew your so mind? Wait, 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 wait. When you say body horror, do you yeah. mean like Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, like turning into a fly or do you mean like, Big titties walking down the like, oh, you do. <laughs> like, not body humor, Jeff. Oh, not body, body humor. humor. Oh. So I have to stop because I have prepared incorrectly, and everything that I say will be wrong. Because <laughs> it's all very body body boom. It would still be horror, though. <laughs> so you're thinking from, like, that Elvira, from last maybe? unicorn was both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So not Elvira, Jeff. We're talking like if Elvira suddenly revealed herself to be the thing and her head split open, tentacles came out. I see. What okay. was like the first instance you can remember of something you saw? <laughs> that was me <laughs> shuffling my notes. Yeah, you got your notes? <laughs> You're all, all ready now? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, Leela, what do you got? Um... I've got one that uh, when I was when I was a younglet, uh, we went to the local movie theater to see Labyrinth. Um, and during the previews before Labyrinth, <laughs> I'm sorry, my dog is just like buffing, because she knows that this was. She knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So during the previews, they showed this preview for a trauma movie called The Class of Newcom High. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. And that I had no context for. It. We're seven. I was seven. It disturbed me on such a fundamental level. I woke up having nightmares for years oh about it. God. Yeah, very specifically, there was this scene where this woman was asleep and, like, this. Then she was suddenly pregnant, and then this, like, tentacle thing came out of her belly button. And then at some point later in the previous, she like vomits this slug into this toilet and it's like at her. It's this was all in the trailer. All in the the trailer was like six minutes long. 80s trailers were always just like, here's our effects reel. Right. And um, and it, it it traumatized me to such a huge degree. That um, our dad, who is the ultimate pacifist and never like calls anybody out on anything, went to the manager of that theater and just like gave him complete hell because it was just a bunch of kids in there. We we're all there just, you know, we were all there to see Dave. No, wait, we were yeah, yeah. to see Labyrinth. I was going to say David Bowie's junk, but I didn't want to make like a gross <laughs> joke. Um, that was a very interesting day for you uh, as far as your emotional was, growth goes. There was a lot that happened to me that day. How um, did quick side question how did that did that affect your viewing of labyrinth did you forget about it while you were so watching I, labyrinth I, yeah i completely forgot about it while i was watching labyrinth but mm -hmm. that night it came back oh god like 
with vengeance. And I, I mean, I couldn't sleep for years properly, really. Um, and just in preparation for this, I watched the preview, and eh, I think I'll I think I'll sleep fine. You you <laughs> conquered your fears then. I did, but weirdly, uh, it kind of festered and you know writhed around in my guts and in my psyche mm-hmm. since then. And I will now say, as much as I hate clown movies, mm-hmm. I love body horror movies. Aha! So, Interesting. Yeah, weird. Well, uh, you know, that is a horrifying story, uh, um, but I'm glad that you came through the other side. Um, yeah. And you're when the you well watch the trailer and you realize that the same way that kids make how to make a volcano explode is the same level of special effects <laughs> as most mm-hmm. body horror movies, including Glass of Nukemai. Well, especially trauma, yeah. Yeah, all trauma stuff. Right. Uh, Jeff, what about your uh, repressed, tragic uh, backstory? Man, I was thinking about this, and I think probably the scene in Blazing Saddles where the secretary comes up and he's like, work, 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 and he looks at the secretary's boobs, he's like, hi, fellas, how you been? <sighs> Not body, Jeff, body. Jeez, Jeff. We gotta protect our phony baloney jobs. Work, work, work. Howdy, boys, how you doing? Uh, no. You have was, a real answer? Yeah, uh, okay. My real answer, sadly, is The Blob. The original The Blob. Uh, oh, and yeah. I was, like, sitting in... I'm ashamed of this now because it's really crappy But as a movie, but we were watching it at, at like, I think Grandma... And, I think Grandpa was there, and it was, like, on just TV or something. Like it was, Grandpa you know, is the worst for parental censorship. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he gave me that copy of Gerald's game. <laughs> he gave you Gerald's game. He let me watch Squirm. Yeah. And let Jeff watch the blob. And you were like four at the time. I remember Squirm's this. pretty good. Uh, I don't remember anything other than the hobo guy like pokes the blob. The blob gets on his hand. He can't get the blob off and he freaks out. And I'm sure Grandpa's like, what's that shit he's got on his hand? <laughs> like, <laughs> think, you know, and Grandpa's <laughs> like, no, this is the one. Let's watch the 80s version. <laughs> <laughs> Just obliterated your mind. Uh, So that was really experience, and that was really just the uh, like. There's not really anything other than he kind of. I don't know if he even dissolves his hand into it. Like in my memory, it's very visceral. But I do remember watching it like way later, and it was like, oh, this is very poorly done. (laughs) But but it traumatized you to such a huge degree. I remember one of my friends and I. We ended up making you like friendly blob drawings <laughs> right they were like jeff we're your friend the blob's cool <laughs> and, and i think yeah. you appreciated the effort but you were so fucking terrified oh. it did not help yeah i definitely didn't like the idea of being dissolved in something uh, mm-hmm. After that, before that, I was okay with. It. <laughs> no, before that, you never considered it. Yes. And then the other time, like, and then I was immune to everything, and I watched tons of horror movies from after that. Yeah, they were way grosser, and I was fine. And the one that happened after that was when I watched Akira for the first time, mm-hmm. and just any scene from that, but mainly the one where he's like his arm is transforming, and he like leans mm-hmm. over, and his eyes bulge, and then his arm like falls off and hits the ground, and like he grows a new gross arm under it. It's just like so well drawn, and I was like, why? Why would anyone draw that? It's so like hypnotic and beautiful, but you're like, uh-huh. why? Like I really couldn't get past that? the why would someone draw something that gross that well? Like, uh, mm-hmm. 
but I was fascinated by that. And years later, I came around to it. And that's the only type of stuff I like now. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, it's, it's weird. It's seeing like a pattern. Sort of, you know? it's, like <laughs> a, it's like a trauma bond, you know, like of. Not yeah, a trauma bond. Trauma. It's a trauma bond. Ew. I mean, okay. Saying all that though, trauma is still insufferable crap most of the time. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Ira, what was yours? You didn't mention. Who? I have a few. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for me, one of the first ones that really jarred me, and I might have mentioned this in our werewolf episode. I can't remember, but it was Pinocchio uh, on Pleasure Island. When the kid turns into a donkey. Right. Um, okay. yeah. That scene really fucked me up. Just when he's like pleading for help. And he's like, you know. What's happening and, to me? That's, that's what, that's mama. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he always fast forwards that part. <laughs> uh, th- thanks for. I didn't mock your trauma. Fucking asshole. <laughs> um, no, actually that part is really freaky. It like, is freaky. I know. And um, they changed the lighting in it. When it happens. Like Man, the... old school Disney pulls no punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really that, that was a true body horror transformation. Um, then I remember walking in on Dad was watching the thing, and I walked in. I was like, "Hey, Dad, what are you watching?" And it was the blood test scene. <laughs> and I was like, he t- he like had this like no kind of like, <laughs> and it was like, ah! you know, as soon as yeah. he put the wire to the dish, and it, like I was like, ah, you know, I don't really remember what happened after that. I, I know I left pretty quickly, but still. I like that these stories include the thre- the 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 theme of like dad trying to protect us from this. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Well, there was because this other that's other not really time. the kind of dad he was. He was just like, I don't care if you read that. I don't care if you watch that. You know. Well, there was this other time he was watching something on like local television or something. It was basically like a are horror movies corrupting our youth. Oh, uh, an investigative whatever. And he was like, and it was like, we will be featuring some scenes from these movies. And dad was like, you should probably leave. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I just like stood behind him in the doorway <laughs> where he couldn't see. And it was basically a fucking effects reel from the most fucked up movies. <laughs> just yeah. over and over. Um, that Sensationalist media. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Akira definitely was like the point of no return for me of like, this is beautiful and I can't look away, but oh my God. Um, and the last one that I'll mention that really just got me and it bothered because it felt like such a betrayal of trust was Treehouse of Horror 5, I think, with the fog that turns people inside out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Horrifying. And then they're singing and dancing and there's blood going <laughs> everywhere. trying to just... make it better. They always do that thing where they try to go super gross and then right when they're about to kill each other, they're like, happy Halloween, everybody, or whatever, uh-huh. you know. But in this case, it just becomes more disturbing. <laughs> so I, I posed this question to my children. I said, hey, have you ever seen anything in a movie or whatever that really grossed you out or yeah. or disturbed you? They say. Um, so my 13-year-old said, and I have not seen this, so I don't know what it is, but apparently um, there's some stuff in Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where, like, all they of it. Cut off all a of Titan's it. butt or something. I don't know, but she yeah. said it was pretty disturbing. That, and that then what happened. Uh, I I don't know something like about butt getting attack on oh. Titan plot from somebody who doesn't watch it, and they're just what is my daughter now? Like I'm surprised you let her watch that way like, as early as you did because it freaked my shit up. 
<laughs> yeah, well, let's let's say I didn't know any better because I yeah. didn't. Um, and then my eight-year-old, I asked her, she said, oh, oh, the Fantastic Four. And I was like, that's a really weird answer. But then while I was looking through some stuff on this, there was a thing that was like, hey, P.S., the 2015 version of Fantastic Four was heavily influenced by Cronenberg and is super crazy. Really? Yeah, and um, I haven't seen it. She watched it like on, you know, Netflix at, at a friend's house or something and uh, really mm. stuck with her. She loved it. Loved it. So I'm like, oh, you're my child. Um, what? Speaking of those friends you grew up with, I do remember uh, our neighbor going over to his house and he, The Fly 2 was on. And I was like, what's all this? Oh, my God, what's wrong with that dog? Yes. Yeah, so body horror. We're talking about it. Oh, wait, what are you drinking? And we all need a drink to get through this disgusting topic. So say, I'm. This may be the grossest topic that we've ever talked about. Yeah, y'all. If just top of the yeah. show, I think we should just say if you're not into you know garbage bags full of guts and armpit farts, you probably avoid this episode. Just you know. Yeah. Right. But, and, and but you also like you have to marry it. That's part of it. Like, yeah. And you have to consummate of... it on screen, and it'll work your body <laughs> like an anglerfish. Okay, so this is all of... all wrapped up in the in the content warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, a warning about the warning. Some part of you knows it's just trash bags and a guy with a fart synthesizer, but you just can't <laughs> look away and you're disturbed by it. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking. You know the anglerfish, by the way, that I just mentioned. What about it? Did you know that when anglerfish have sex, the, the male is absorbed into the body of the female after mating? Oh, yeah. He becomes part of it. He was absorbed. I thought yeah. he was, like, hitched for free ride forever. He doesn't oh, have yes, as or anything. <laughs> He's just a, a ball sack that swims, and he finds her, and then she fuses to her to her bloodstream, and she has a ready supply of, uh, you know, uh, a comb, whatever she needs. <laughs> 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 Nature, ladies and gentlemen. Add for tender, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. So, drinks, I'm, drinks. I'm having an Olympia. Uh, wait, hold on. There we go. Hey, that's my bit. That's okay. that's your bit, and I stole it. What well, are you luck- having? Luckily, under this table, though, we're both conjoined in a series of weird intestines <laughs> that, that pulsate. Uh, and my beer is uh just fused into my hand it's a uh colorado ipa by avery brewing Troy and our bed sewn together <laughs> <laughs> that's body harder baby that counts oh, it that is tastes, it totally counts good. that tastes good my brother <laughs> he's tasting it when <laughs> i drink it wait it's... you need sound effects to make it truly gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you see Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, Lila, what are you sipping? Character who's totally not in it, but has to be on the screen and has to have their face pressed up. We'll get into this. Yeah, Lila, you go. (laughs) So I am drinking actually a strawberry cucumber aha, which is a bubbly fruity beverage because I already drank my drink, which uh, was just bourbon, but I'm gonna say it was a silver shamrock shot. Silver sham shot. <laughs> Not body horror, but it we're is. so close to Halloween. It, it actually is what is four days horror. to Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of a map. Let's uh, let's say two. Let's give me some a little time to edit because I'm still okay. making my, my sandworm. 
Gotcha. So gotcha. you guys hopefully had a good Halloween. <laughs> this episode just came out. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, no, I'm going to get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> Edit our shows. No. So, okay. Um, do we? How do we want to start off here? Do, do we want to play I, a game? Because Ira and I both have games. We both have games. Would it be good to do a game at the top because of, again, the whole spoilery thing? Sure, let's do that. Can we just get it out of the way? Yeah. Okay. Let's just let it flop on the you know, just, on the plastic wrap and sit there. <laughs> just just kind of blurp out, if you will. Mm-hmm. Leela, go for All it. All right. My game is called, I don't have a name for it, um, Rhymes wait, with... Wait, wait. What? Just, a, just sorry. We have to define what we're talking about first. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, no, well, I thought, okay, yeah. Um, what is body horror? Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. I, 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 think, think, it's, I think it's important to say what body horror is not. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. If what you, isn't it? <laughs> if you get attacked by someone with a chainsaw and your guts spill out, that's mm-hmm. horrifying, but that's right. not body horror. But that's not if body you horror, get is it? A- attacked by someone with a chainsaw and tentacles come out, mm-hmm. that's body horror. Yeah. When he saws you, tentacles come out of you and eat him, then that yes. was body horror. Yeah, it turns out it was body horror. Percent, yes, and I would watch that movie. Yeah, straight up regular yeah, gore. No, gore is uh, different. Gore is different. Torture porn is not body horror. I think it's important to make this distinction kind of at the top of the show. Because the more right. I... Because if you think about it, all horror is body horror. Like, right. to have a body and be alive is... Those are the stakes. Like, that's what is at risk in any horror. Right, um, you get in a car and drive through the woods, you are at risk of becoming part of a human centipede. That is just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that that movie gets to count as body I, horror. I, I don't, hate that that movie exists. I, I almost and that there's a sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's I, and I'm not trying to be like that's body my horrors. Akira, Jeff. That's my like. Why does this exist? <laughs> oh no, Akira is no. Amazing. Akira has true beautiful value. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like, who sat down and thought of doing this and then did it? Oh, like, gotcha. Yeah. That well, I'm talking about the scene you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's um the I think what I came to sort of was okay, body horror can um like pretty much all horror movies feature gore. Um but the gore may or may not be the central premise. You know, body horror tends to take center stage. Like Annihilation has body horror in it, but I don't know that I would even necessarily call it a body horror movie. Uh do you know what I mean? Like it, it's I, not I hadn't even considered that one. For this. Mm-hmm. But there's um, a lot of body horror in it. Has it has elements of it. Yeah, yeah it, it's does. something that kind of appears throughout. It, it appears subtly in different creepy ways throughout movies. But as far as being a, like a real genre piece, I, the definition I ended up coming up with, speaking of Annihilation, cosmic horror I would define, you know, it's like the fear of the outer and the vast. Body horror I would define as the fear of the inner and mm. with what is within us uh-huh. you know the macro versus the micro yeah okay i kind of think of it as as defined by the quote i cannot believe any of this voodoo bullshit from the thing can you believe any of this voodoo bullshit blair <laughs> exactly jeff uh any any comments or suggestions about how you feel about nope. the definition I, I think that's good like when people have like you know mouths coming out of their heads or two heads or you know mm-hmm. Or their body starts falling apart or changing on them, even like the Wolfman, these kind of classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
<clears throat> or Teen Wolf. You know? I mean, they're the kinds of things that I have nightmares about. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of them is a loss of control. Right. Uh, I used to um, have a lot of dreams. Like, my stress dream would be that my teeth grew really fast and sharp through my lips. Yeah. yeah. And I would wake up, like, completely sure that that had happened to me, and my mouth was basically held shut with my own teeth. Oh my god, man. Um, <laughs> and again, my, and like... my feet hands could not pry my mouth. <laughs> oh, it's a boss painting. Why is it a boss painting? <laughs> well, it, you know, Leela anglerfish, speaking of them earlier, they can't even close their mouth. They have they got them big twofers. I know. Big yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, that's all I wanted was a little upfront, you know, for people in the audience, you know, who might I... be like, What's a body? What's a body even? I'm yeah. now looking through my game to make sure everything that I have on here counts. <laughs> I mean, technically though, like I said, you know, it's like um body heart exists in everything. So I don't think you need to sweat it too much. Um, but then good examples of what body heart is, you know, that that can be a little more rare and weird to sniff out. So. I think, and I, and this it, does also appeal to our love of practical effects. Yeah. This is definitely a lot a... of CG body hard doesn't work mm -hmm. or doesn't hold up and you need to have things that are actually glistening and shiny and gooey. Mm -hmm. Right. Not made <laughs> in a computer, not in a wireframe, but to actually even get like the heart rate to change even right. one. Like BPM. there are assistants offset here who have this shit all over them. Mm -hmm. from getting this set ready for this scene. Yeah, you know? tarps. They put down tarps. <laughs> right. I it's think, like I a Guar it... concert on screen. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like just goes back to like humans' basic interest in something. Like when you kick over, like, like when you see a rotting animal and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> and then you think, oh, that will be me someday. Like some sort of thing happening there mm -hmm. between you and that realization. It's the childlike wonder and morbid fascination mixed together uh, oh yeah well like last episode how we were talking about how clowns represent this fear of the social you know and the the intense emotional it's almost like body horror really is like oh yeah you're a bag of meat you're a big bag of wet meat with a you know <laughs> with a fucking skeleton and uh one day this shit will break you down like and mm -hmm. you will decompose and like you think about what how you're made how you're like you know a meat machine and that could be fascinating and also really fucking upsetting well you know i'm making pancakes the other day and my little blonde sprightly child comes diddy bopping through and says hey mom do you ever think about that your bones are wet <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible no go Jeez. away go what uh, is wrong with you? That your God. bones are wet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bones are wet. Sounds like a Nick Cave lyric. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's All right. definitely scarier from a small child. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, All right, so. on, on with your game then. Okay. Well, we'll just call this one Rhymes with Cronenberg. <laughs> Famous right. buddy horror director. Oh yeah, sorry. sorry. I guess no. we should have we should have just said that. <laughs> Nerd translating. <laughs> Nerd translate. If they're still with us, they know who Cronenberg is. Yeah, yeah. All right. I am gonna give you a little line and you tell me what the movie is. It's pretty easy. 
Okay. Okay. All right. The first Cronenberg film I'll write about, where a typewriter lets it all hang out. Uh, Naked Lunch. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about Naked Lunch. <laughs> I saw that one too, yeah. Typewriter that is a bug that also has an anus. <laughs> There's sex involved, yes. Okay. I got to, I got to see that prop when uh, in Seattle at a, the Mopop Museum. It's pretty gross. Lucky you. I just love <laughs> that somebody like made that. Oh, out. me too. William hurts a professor experimenting with his own brain, but Mexican hallucinogens prove most inhumane. Oh shit! Uh, oh, hold on! Shiver. Don't tell me. Shiver. No, no. Uh, mm. Oh, I've seen it. It's the one where he's in a sensory deprivation tank and he turns yep, into a yep. man. Uh, it's early, Cronenberg. It's it's really um. It, the, I can hear you typing, it, you little cheater. <laughs> I'm not type. No, I'm not. I'm not doing no, that. No points awarded. Altered states. Altered states. Altered states. Yeah, that not movie great. is balls trippy and not very good. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Open wounds, weeping sores, and flayed away flesh. These intergalactic sadists seek out souls to keep their torment fresh. Oh, Hellraiser. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking of a Cronenberg movie. It's not a... All right. No, no, no. They're not necessarily Cronenberg. Sorry. No problem. Where, where other zombie movies cowardly dread to tread, here we see the spread as the undead give head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. You did a fucking reanimator. Reanimator. Oh, uh, I had to think Not about that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. No yellow brick road to be seen as the titular man turns to 10 on the screen. Tets with the Iron Man? Yes. Good. Tetsuo. Yeah, he turns to Iron Yep. Tetsuo. All not, right. Not... When James Wood's abdominal abdominal vajayjay comes undone, he extracts a little slimy gun. <laughs> Video drum. Video drum. Damn it! I couldn't think. Of it. That's like the only one I know so far. <laughs> I'm so caught up with these can delightful you, little can rhymes. Can you just repeat the rhyme? <laughs> that one. Oh. Yeah. When James Wood's abdominal vajayjay comes undone, he extracts a slimy little gun. That really should be the tagline. <laughs> 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 Okay, Jeremy's irons are twins in this chiller, a gynecological mindfuck with scars that deliver. Dead ringers. Dead ringers, yep. Good. Why don't you ask him if he's going to stay? Why don't you ask him if he's going away? Why don't you tell me what's going on? Why don't you tell me who's on the phone? Mm. Mm. These are actually song lyrics. They're also the name of the movie. Marr. And are also in the end of the movie. And it's a really bad movie that Ira hates. <laughs> Is it Pontypool? No, it's Tusk. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. God, have you seen it? No. I, no, Please I just, don't. I, just do yourself a favor. It's like someone yeah. pissing on your soul. But it counts. It counts, I guess. All right. Don't try out the defibrillator because it might just be a DNA manipulator. Yep. It might be a what? DNA, DNA manipulator. <laughs> Rhymes sort of with defibrillator. It yeah. did. 
I think it was a. I was waiting politely to say the thing. I just needed a fucking point. I'm tired of getting. <laughs> you fucking, you're like over there. I'm like the the heel in wrestling who can't get a fucking land a punch, and you're like, like around. It's Nathan yeah. Fillion, but it's not so shiny because these alien bugs are parasitic and slimy. Slither. Slither. Yeah. yeah. Ira. Fuck you, Ira. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. Hey, Teenage boys all want to know what lies beneath, but watch out, fellas, because that vag got some... Teeth. Teeth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, was there a dot, dot, dot at the end of that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Dumbass white kids go on vacation. They didn't count on having a tropical ablation with a parasitic predation. It's a Dalmatian plantation? Oh. Ablation. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the word <laughs> ablation means. <laughs> Uh, oh, it is the ritual, I think. No, not, no, no, it's the ruins. It's the ruins. Ruins. Yeah. That's the other one. I was like, it's a ritual or ruins? So we have, I wouldn't I have figured it out had you not said a word that started with an R. So well, I'm you. sure you'll give me some credit for your. All right. Swim. Dumbass white kids go on vacation. They didn't count on having a woodland decortication. <laughs> That's <the> ritual. <laughs> no. 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 It's white kids. Go on what's vacation. De- oh, woodlands. What's a decortication? Yeah, I don't know. Decortication. Removal of the surface layer. Oh, cabin fever. Cabin oh, fever. Okay. I haven't seen it. Oh, really? That crazy son of a bitch, he did it. That one doesn't rhyme. It's just funny. <laughs> uh, the fly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. A crewmate was under the weather. He'd been choked out, but now he's all better. They sat down to dinner when the Alien. thing had been in her. Oh, you're not even going to let me finish? <laughs> no, no, finish, finish. I just want the point. <laughs> oh, you got the point. God. Okay, I'm starting over. A crewmate yeah. was under the weather. He'd been choked out, but now he's all better. They sat down to dinner when the thing that had been in her joined the party through the ribs with a header. Wow. <laughs> Yay. You did write a leverage. <laughs> yeah. I did. So, yeah, there you not go. A... That's my whole game. This is a good game. Who, who won, your though? Name, uh, even, fuck you, you know who won. <laughs> but, what Ira won, but that was my game. I need this, Jeff. I need points, this, right? okay? I, I will concede that you won. You thoroughly wiped the floor with me. <laughs> well, he had somebody had to wipe the floor. I mean, there were guts everywhere and yeah. slithering, yeah. slimy, shimmery ooze. Okay, know. so... I was going to bring up, I don't know if it's like okay to just bring stuff up, but uh, yeah, in, in pairing with the gross out, a lot of times there's the unwilling participant of the gross out, like the one mm-hmm. who's witnessing. Like Gina Davis? Yes. And a lot, I was going to get to that too. A lot of times it's a woman and a lot of, and like in some of the cheesier ones, it's a woman who's like scantily clad and her face gets like pressed up against the like Swiss cheese face of some gross thing. Like That's... in Michael Rooker and Slither, yeah, or yeah. in uh, uh, the Beyond, that happens from now. Beyond. From Beyond, sorry, yeah. Uh, there's that sort of trope. Yeah, and I was like, it, is that you... just accentuating how gross the other yeah. stuff is? You you need someone there to bear witness. Like mm-hmm. you, like we've been seeing this happen sort of in isolation, or maybe the reveal doesn't happen until 
that character shows up to the house. They're like, hey, I brought your takeout. Well, oh, God. <laughs> you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. like Well, but also, the audience here is generally teenage boys. So you got to get, like, the hot, scantily clad girl in there. But also, being scantily clad, if that's the character that we are, like, identifying with and thinking, oh, how gross would this be? Not having on proper clothing makes you feel so much more vulnerable to whatever. Yeah, right. that, that's a good point. It's the reason that showers are scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's this place to get clean, but that's also, like, where really, like, Slither, you know, how the, the poster, you know, is that scene in the bathtub, you know, it's like... Right, you're you're, very, you're, you're extremely your most... vulnerable, and you're trying to clean yourself. But then the opposite, the most horrible filth and corruption, tries to get you. Right, but yeah, you're right, Jeff. There's always somebody there who has to, you know, if if your ear falls off and grows fungus in the forest, and no one's there to see it, did it really happen? You know. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just notice a lot of like a trend of like also not even BDSM kind of stuff in there too. Like, I don't know if that was like shamey stuff that they did in the eighties of like having like Hellraiser has that sort of vibe. And so does, uh, the Cronenberg one video drum you just talked about. And then, uh, from beyond, from, from beyond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beyond. Well, well, and the only time that they, that you don't have that sort of observer is when it's a first person. And that's generally in, I would say, body horror literature. The other place that I was really got into that I can specifically remember getting into body horror and being like, oh my god, yes, because this is the worst thing I can even imagine, is I Am the Doorway. Oh, the Stephen King short story? Stephen King short story. The eyes? Yeah, he starts growing eyes. In his and hand. when he looks, yeah, and when he looks at his hand, he can see what he looks like through the eyes that are growing on his hand. Yeah, and it's this first person account of what's happening to him, and you, and he feels like he's not crazy, like these things are all really happening. But then he ends up like burning his hands, but then the eyes appear on his chest, and it's and it's so horrible and visceral and great (laughs) but i think that that's in that case the observer is the person yeah i I think literature can do that better than because you uh, can actually witness the (laughs) right and and they and they can describe better the internal workings they're like i feel this thing you know they can describe subtle ways their bodies are changing or or whatever yeah that's kind of why the proxy might be more necessary in movies um, right. To, not just to witness, but also to show what is lost, you know, to show like, here's what, you know, like a normal, healthy human looks like. And then here's this guy turning into whatever. Right. Um, the yeah. other King one that I, I absolutely loved when I read initially is Grey Matter. I just yeah. watched the Creep Show first episode and it's an adaptation of Grey Matter. Oh, is it good? It's really, really over the top and gross. Yeah, I liked nice. it. Nice. Gray what, great. what happens in gray matter so this guy gets a bad batch of beer Uh-oh. and uh he slowly starts turning into this thing and like that's like that's the whole story right there yeah that's it goes farther true. than that i mean it but it's very in ridiculous over the top creep show fashion but it has adrian barbeau and um i can't think of his name but the guy who plays gustavo in uh breaking bad isn't it it's a great uh, story, though. I, I think everyone should read the story. It's just 
it's you know, it, and that's so a really effective. good like you know something is wrong and his son keeps bringing him beer and he it every time he goes back into his room it's just it's just he's just grosser something's worse <laughs> yeah gross. yeah i yeah. uh, love it the the i think also that's another trope of good body heart is the slow transition of where people are like are you okay do you need a doctor and they're like i'm fine i'm fine yeah i love the guy who's never he's like i'm not going to a doctor do you think in a country with better health care body horror could exist good good subtopic (laughs) (laughs) like because there's somebody's like i'm not paying the you know the copay uh, yeah, it is kind of a distinctly my foot eyes looked at. <laughs> 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 like, I don't care if I got butthole nipples. Well, actually, this brings me to my game. <laughs> um. oh, I'm sorry. Can we just have a moment for butthole nipples? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, raising, totally I'm raising my glass to it. A okay. man unlike Grandpa, uh, not unlike Grandpa, who is Would being they... like, just I'm the not, salt of the earth, like, or like in Slither. Wait, like wait, in wait, Slither, wait. he's just like... Would they lactate shit? Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, man. Wheelie, <laughs> really, you are loving this episode, aren't you? Disgusting. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, okay, here's another thing I want to bring up. You. I want to bring you into this, because <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. feel... Yeah, I want to, let's go ahead and make this personal. Little Miss Seafood. Like, you were <laughs> classically growing up, always trying to gross out the younger brothers. Like, <laughs> you're out here the pig and shit to talk about shit lactating coming out of old man nipples. Cracked up right now. So sorry. I mean, it's so true, Leela. I mean, you know. I, okay. And- can you explain the delight of having a younger sibling that you get to gross out? Can you I, just put I, it into some sort of words? Or is it something that you do so unconsciously that you don't even... I think it's I'm reflexive, not... like dad humor almost. It is. Um, you know, a lot of times I see humor and stuff referred to as, as dad jokes or whatever. It's like, wait, that's my exact humor. You <laughs> might have to edit this. <laughs> oh, good. As an example, one day I was driving home from work and I just got a text out of the blue that said the girl doctor put her fucking finger on my butt. <laughs> Angry emoticon. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, that was for me? I believe it was for me. <laughs> that doesn't even seem like it would warrant a text. I mean... Well, I mean, then you could use the angry emoticon, though. So you described to me uh, in in a way that no film has ever done the joy of pregnancy as body horror. Um, Because it it, it is. It it fits all the criteria. Yeah. And it's insane. And it's crazy that apparently we've never really achieved this in any form on film. Although, like, I feel like butthole nipples is something that we is probably in a movie. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If not, anyone who's listening, that's Jeff's. He owns it. It was his idea. Yeah. If we see it in a movie, to... we will sue your ass. <laughs> we will sue your tits. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, real quick about the pregnancy thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Are you going to talk so, about the brood? <laughs> well, actually, I have a, a few notes about that. Yeah. I, like, um, the brood, I think, is interesting because it's like it's all about um, this fear of passing on, you know, a trait to your mm-hmm. kids, like passing on rage. Um, yeah. And, you know, 
alien has that real fear of like like you know violation and unwanted you know uh like a rape enforced pregnancy kind of thing and i think it's interesting because like i found out uh, that uh hr giger apparently a lot of his work has to do with this concept about the pain of being born he he has this notion that the pain that we carry throughout our lives and the reasons we're like a, a big part of why we have so much pain as biological creatures is like that he he held to this idea that being born is really traumatizing. Like you go from some, some something completely safe to just being like pulled through the birth canal and into this harsh, painful world. And, you know, and that's what our first cries are. So like that was his whole thing. Hmm. I will say yep. that, that, you know, since I was seven and, and saw Newcomb High, mm-hmm. the, the thing that bothered me the most that I ever saw in a movie was the maggot scene in The Fly. Yeah. That uh, yeah, where she, Gina Davis, like, has, has the, the nightmare. Birth. Yeah, she's, she's giving birth, but instead of it being a baby because she's had sex with Brundle, like, it's this giant maggot. And covered in blood and plus Right, and, um... And that really stuck with me. Um, yeah. I didn't want to cite it as a reason if I decided not to have children, but it would have mm. definitely been in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Doc, I need to tie my tubes. Like, what's up? Like, Cronenberg's the fly. He's like, well, that's a good reason. <laughs> he just checks Mark the box. Checks it. Yeah, a, it's, just it's already on the chart. It's already yeah. got its own box. Yeah. I mean, that should be enough of a reason. I mean, that's, it's, uh, yeah. I remember that was one of the first things you told me uh, when you but found out you were pregnant. But also, in a way, that's like one of the only times that a movie has told it to you straight. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, you might not enjoy every part of this, and what you get might not be what you came in for. Like, that's uh, what, I, what I think is messy about body horror is that so much of it is, like we said, you know, there's so much schlock, like trauma and fucking yeah. tusk and human centipede, like, and movies like that that just go for, like, gross out, and they're not offering anything. But yeah. then, there are movies that really, really, you know, get under our skin, like, really make us think about what it means to exist and what it means to be a biological creature. I think that's how body horror is like, typically we think of it as the worst genre and just like a gross out thing, but really, you know, well, yeah, but no, I mean like, but there's the ones that are good are like really fucking good. Yeah. uh, I'm interested in like, uh, for most people with the one, like if they like the genre, is most of it because the things serve as a metaphor for something else, like the pregnancy and the fly, or or that same tactic is used in like Eraserhead. And I I think like yeah. that's like all about how the David Lynch was like, I don't want to be a dad, and this is my movie about that, <laughs> and it's super messed up and awkward. I mean, I I think to me it really just applies or appeals to me because my whole life I've been interested in things that were different and absurd and Lovecraftian. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, well, gross, <laughs> yeah, but like, but other. Yeah. And and I, and I love to read about it and think about it. And to see it, yeah, most of it's terrible. And I do love a bad movie. <clears throat> I just like a bad movie. But the, the parts of it that I actually enjoy are because, are, are like that. Like the, the eldritch horror and the, it's not coming from a very cerebral place. 
The, uh, I mean, you have always been, like, I guess when we were younger, you were always the first one to pick up squicky bugs or snakes and stuff and be That's cool true. with that. And, and you uh, did introduce us to uh, Evil Dead 2. I feel like Evil Dead 2 is kind of my introduction to, like, oh, this is what yeah. this genre can be. And, and yet, that, and, and yet, I was phobic almost to a point of paralysis over, like, parasites, like, tapeworms and stuff mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i remember being at a friend's house and their cat threw up a tapeworm and i and i was like almost catatonic over the whole thing i remember and you telling me about that it was so but so maybe there was some sort of fascination with the things that also i found revolting yeah yeah i i, I think the two are definitely related i think i, I don't like I, I think it's cool that like that means that your fascination and like not shying away from the squicky gross stuff you know even if that means that you made that seafood seafood joke to us and barf you know like try to gross <laughs> us out um i think it's good to engage with this stuff and i think that's where body horror can be really weirdly healing um yeah no i think it was probably more like the ring type thing where i felt like if i gave it to you I would. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually an interesting because I've thought about that. I was like, yeah, when you see something gross, you want to share it so that the other person has the gross, awkward experience. Of right. I had at to the see this, thing. and now you do. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, you suddenly can both now you look at each other and be like, <laughs> like, uh -huh. and that's there all you need to get out of it. Cartoon I saw yesterday, and it was the pack of the caramel M and M's, and they're pulling. Like the cartoon is pulling the M&M apart and it says caramel, like in the M&M. And then somebody like doodled what that actually would be. And they were like ripping it apart and it said caramel, but like in his guts. Because, <laughs> you know, they're like mm -hmm. these little anthropomorphic M&Ms. Yeah, yeah. And it was that it said that it was like, this was in my head. So now it has to be in yours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, so yeah, I don't think it was culture. altruistic. I'm sorry. I was an asshole. I, I'm not saying. I'm, but a I'm regular not saying... asshole, not a TV asshole. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not like whatever your motivations were, you know, it's like whatever. But maybe that's that's part of it. I mean, but in the ring, they talk about it as a virus. You know, they talk about it as like this this idea that we that keeps moving further and further out and, you know, for more eyes and more consumption. Yeah, um, and but occurs. ultimately, I think it's I think it's good that you introduced you you know you've introduced me to horror and i was a kid who was scared of everything i was like i grew up really scared with a lot of bad nightmares but then i also eventually ended up being attracted to this stuff and i feel like body horror was kind of the last thing that really freaked me out like movies where people melted always fucked me up just i'm just like ah oh, they're melting why are they Wait, melting even for if no they were reason? nazis uh, actually, yeah, that never okay? bothered me. Okay. Yeah, uh, they, okay if they're not. I was like, well, fuck all bad. You know? You're on the wrong yeah. side of history. Fuck you, buddy. But yeah. if anybody else was any, like any non-Nazis, any non-Nazis, non about person. this Nazis who might be listening. <laughs> uh, Nazi punks, fuck off. That's uh, yeah. our motto. Go melt, melt and die. Go melt and uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I, and I, you know the movies I'm talking about, like Street Trash and Incredible mm -hmm. Melting Man and. Uh, just just movies that are like mm. actually the like uh the beyond is the I guess it's Fulci or Argento I can't remember uh but it's like an Italian one where there are a lot of like face meltings like a woman knocks a thing of acid over in a hospital yeah. and she like falls on the ground and then like it pours on her face and she just lies there while it dissolves her entire head and mm -hmm. uh live my wife is like 
I can't watch another one of these like movies where it's a music video where someone's head melts. <laughs> I was like, oh, they really are. And it's like Italian experimental psychedelic rock while somebody's head melts. <laughs> it's like, yep. That's what I like. Look how gross yeah. it is. So let's play your game, Ira. And But while that, everybody think about what's the most meaning you got out of a a body horror movie because i think that's an interesting question to circle back mm. around to like what's the mm. what's one that kind of like you know i'm not saying it like made you have a shawshank redemption style re- revelation that changed your life or anything but you know yeah one that you like for its uh, uh subtext okay anyway. yeah okay so earlier jeff you mentioned uh if this country had better health care uh <laughs> you know like yeah. And yeah, that's that's actually a painful reality is that a lot of people can't or won't or don't. And a lot of it is just that people are like people if you I, have I don't want to think about nipples, it. go to the doctor. Like I'm not I'm not a professional, but if you, you were lactating it. shit. Yeah. I really wish we could drop that, but I guess we're stuck with it. Stop inviting somebody over in a dominatrix outfit to lick it off your bottle nipples and go to a doctor. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, um, continue. I'm not here to judge you. <laughs> Go ahead, Ira. Sorry. <laughs> you're like, I, can I mean, you're like... can I? Should I? <laughs> Do you want me to? Okay, so anyway, <clears throat> what I was going to get at here, um, these are WebMD searches. Yeah. Making it real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Um. And you basically name the movie that it's from. Should be pretty easy. I think we've already talked about most of these. Um, and it's not very long. I'm going to lose. <laughs> and Jeff, you're going to lose. Uh, yep. Because I already decided it. <laughs> no. Okay. So you're giving us the affliction. I- I'm giving you the post or the search. You know, that someone put oh, on like. Oh, okay. okay. Got, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, on, on like a WebMD type site. Okay. And then you're like, oh, it's obviously this or that. Okay. Um, grew a vagina in my chest after watching too much TV. Accidentally lost my gun in there, and when I finally fished it out, it grew to my hand. <laughs> Videodrome. Yeah. But I just had to hear you say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Thank we should you. have to wait until you're done. I'll yes. wait until you're done. I'll okay. be good. Okay. Exposed to a mysterious liquid, liquid from an on-the-job accident, slowly turning into a second-class monster. Toxic Avengers? <laughs> no. Uh, Swamp Thing? Nope. Like I feel like it's a those lot are of good, things, Those are good guesses, though. Um, it was uh, District 9. Oh, second class. I should, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. A whole bunch of tentacles, wires, and pus grew out of my arm, and then I turned into a big amoeba baby. That's <laughs> <It's cute>. leather. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, again, this could be a lot of movies, but uh, uh, wires. Cute. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, right. That's okay. a cure. Uh, noticing mood swings, loss of self-control, and the atrophying of various body parts, which I'm keeping in jars. GF is worried, but she's too afraid to dive into the plasma pool. I mean, you you guys just have this, like, this narrow view of the flesh. You know, you have this very narrow view of the flesh. You know, you're, you're afraid to dive deep into the plasma pool. You're, you, you don't want to uh, grow and proceed. Fly? There you go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. A great speech. Yeah, I thought it was that because of the jars thing, but then I forgot the plasma pool. The plasma pool. I was thinking of like a real plasma pool, which I have one, and I haven't seen one in a movie, so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Getting headaches when I use my mind powers to explode other people's heads. Scanner. Yeah, you both get that. What? Both? I clearly yeah. said it first. Yeah, sorry. So I told you you'd lose, Jeff. <laughs> um, okay. The JJ keeps biting cat. off the Wii's. Teeth. Yes. I like that we both use the word JJ. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I also it's was like out, for oh, being I, mature body people, you can't just say vagina, which is not that scary of a word. Vagina. Well, initially <laughs> I had bajingo, but I couldn't figure out a rhyme that Bajingo. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like yeah. a game of bingo. <laughs> right. My rage-filled tumor babies keep killing people who wrong me. Looking the for a brood. good pediatrician. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. <laughs> no, you got it. The brood. Um, sought ecstatic, otherworldly joy. Now pleasure and pain are indivisible. It definitely cinnabites. Hellraiser. <laughs> My version of that was going to be have to be something about cinnabons. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's right there, yeah. It is. I appear to have changed it into a disgusting beetle in the night, but I don't want to use my PTO for it. Fuck Kafka. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Gregor. What's his goddamn name? And That's enough. It's the metaphors. The, the metamorphosis. metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see that episode of Home Movies where they had the rock opera version of Metamorphosis? <laughs> no, what a great... So good. This show is so funny. Yeah. Definitely worth your time. Um, okay. The mouth in my throat keeps telling all my secrets. My old lady sure ain't happy about it. Mm, fuck, is that... Oh. It's a comic book. Black mm -hmm. Hole? Yeah. Have you read that, Leela? I have not. It's it real dope. gross. Yeah. Mm. It's good. It's up. It's about... Yeah. Yeah, maybe we don't need to have an aside, but it's like teenagers who, when they read... It's like approaching what it's like to go through puberty, but instead of just going through puberty, they get these like weird body horror anomalies oh yes I yeah remember. it's like if days to confused were a black and white graphic novel that was really nihilistic body horror it's like days and confused mixed with uh uh what's the what's a, a cronenberg movie and mm -hmm. then also mixed with river's edge <laughs> oh yeah like, a little bit it's like when she says fry little freshman piggies they actually turn into piggies yeah it's definitely gotcha. something like that gotcha you got a mouth, neck, vagina. Be a lot cooler <laughs> yeah, if you did. <laughs> That's my Bill Clinton impersonation. Everyone. Yeah, I was like, uh, your Bill Clinton and your Matthew McConaughey are the same. They're the same. They're the same. Yeah, they melded and, together. Yes, yes got they to did. Keep the theme going. Got to keep that going. Okay. And they scream when you blow torch them to death. <laughs> <laughs> Worried that I might have gotten infected by that dog. Gonna get a blood test just to be sure. Oh yay, the thing. The thing. Yeah. That's the one I was referencing. Mm-hmm. And the last one. Been really horny lately, but it's probably just my pineal gland act acting up again. Ooh. I just watched that one. Yes, you and did. The From Beyond. There you go. From Beyond. <laughs> yep. Leela, okay. I haven't even I, seen it. I, I felt yeah. a little bad throwing Black Hole in there, but I had to mention okay. that gross-ass mouth. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> this, okay, so From Beyond is the one that is based on a Lovecraft story. Mm -hmm. uh, where a guy like in, invents has a professor uh, like he's the student of someone who's invented like some sort of device that allows things from other dimensions to cross through a barrier mm -hmm. uh, and the film sort of uh, <laughs> like ever... it open, 
opens with this and then the guy gets his pineal gland like grows in the back of his head and shoots out the front of his head and he chews out people's eyes and sucks their brains out I think I've seen uh, that in a GIF. Thank you for explaining what was it's, going on. Uh, it's Jeffrey Combs. He was in uh, Reanimator and The Frighteners mm-hmm. and a bunch of episodes of Star Trek. If he's not Barkley, he's also a bunch of extras. I know he did had a lot of work on Next Gen. Um, who is it? Uh, Jeffrey who? Jeffrey Combs. Combs. Yeah, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> but well, I think one of my favorite lines in From Beyond is when he finally confronts uh, his former mentor, uh, Dr. Pretorius. And Dr. Pretorius has changed into this hideous, fleshy monster who basically the way he predates on people is by making them too horny to think and then pulls them (laughs) towards him like, like moths to a flame. You know, it's just like he basically overrides our own biology so it's like, yeah, it's got like sex as a big theme, but also it's kind of a really creepy idea. And I think that really gets it a cornerstone of good body horror is like fear of being betrayed by our own bodies. It also explains why it would be of particular interest to teenagers. And to teenagers, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you see, yeah. uh, I think the same gal from Reanimator is in a, in a scantily clad outfit. Oh, and Ken Furry from uh, Dawn of the Dead. But yeah. um, when Jeffrey Combs finally... Uh, confronts Dr. Pretorius and he's all mutated and changed. He asks him, uh, my God, Pretorius, what have you become? And Dr. Pretorius says, myself. I just think that's like my, it's one of my favorite lines for a monster to ever like say, you know, and it's, and it's really creepy because you know how like in the amputation episode, we were talking about the ship of Theseus and like this idea of like, is it the same ship? You know, is, is the Tin Woodsman the same man yeah. from before if you replace a part of something how long yeah, does it how much can you possibly change and still be the same thing um and it's really creepy because like it's almost like that's his true self or something mm-hmm. yeah that movie so we watched that and we also watched the newer nick nick cage color out of space uh, what did you that? think I mean, Ira had shit on it so hard. So hard. shit so hard that it flushed the commode. Like, it force flushed the commode. That's what Ira did with that movie. I didn't... So, I had a lot of feelings. I was disappointed. Yeah, and you... you it wasn't... Uh, I can't remember the other movie that <laughs> you don't like. There's been a few. But, was, uh, it, was it as bad as he said? No, it was not I nearly I didn't think there was any way it could have been. No. I was just was, mad it wasn't better. I was like, it gets, it has like a six out of ten, and I'd say it solidly deserves that. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, I I, I will actually accept it, that. It has some good, like, there's a part where the in the original story they keep the mother upstairs because she's become a thing through, you know, right. uh, this uh in the original Lovecraft story, and in this one that happens, but she melds with her own child, and they both lie there writhing and screaming in a real puppet. That's creepy as fuck. And uh, I thought they did that really well. Like, it was genuinely creepy. Uh, but it did cause me to, like, actually think, like, uh, and they, or it made me realize they don't have any Lovecraft stories that are set in the era that he, like, wrote them. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me at all that they, like, would modernize this and then do such a bad job. Uh, like, sort of. <laughs> Like, it's just not nearly as creepy. It opens with a really great and closes with a really great lines from the original story. But that tone is instantly gone. Like, when they 
continue through the story. So it's like it would be interesting for them to try to maintain some of those lines. Yeah, I I don't think that a set in a modern time can really get the isolation. Yeah, that was such a a huge marker of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do it backwards where they. She, you're, it's a reveal that she's been changed, but you're with her the entire time in this version of the story. So you see them; they drag her to the attic, and you're like, "Who gives a shit? We know what's in the attic now." Like, <laughs> like what was right. creepy was when you have an it in the attic, and you're like, "Where's the mom?" Uh, you know, that's what makes that element creepy. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I just get that way sometimes like i felt that way about the void and looking back at the void later i was like maybe it's because i saw them both in theaters and was like i'm gonna love this and uh, yeah it's really bad when you tell yourself you're gonna love something apparently yeah (laughs) right yeah don't do that folks um but and i will say those movies are definitely better than uh like and i'm i'm serious here please just don't watch tusk like just yeah yeah that's what ty said as well he was like it it made everyone who saw it ill he just kind of rambled into a himself into a corner that just of just repeating, "Don't watch Tusk." Yeah, back and forth, <laughs> so, wearing like, all his clothes in the oh, shower. Must have really yeah. been bad. Yeah, 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 just sobbing heavily in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's so dreary. That Jeff, is you... another good episode idea. <laughs> dreary things, dreary. That ruin... <laughs> the horrible things. Let's yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about melancholia for two hours. <laughs> I liked melancholia. Of course you did. <laughs> Damn. I feel very seen and called out at the same time. Hey, how do you think I felt this whole fucking hour? Like, what's up, gross sister? <laughs> you had to have known that this was going to Yeah, out. seen and called out. You're welcome. So actually, I, I have to say that until this very hour, I didn't realize how disgusting I am. Oh, you're not oh, whatever. You're no, not as disgusting really, as any I of the rest of us. I, uh, we're all big fleshy barf bags. You we know, were saying that you but I made understand. you guys this way. You, you made me this way. Yeah. You were the ones I who introduced am, us to the new flesh. It's cool. <laughs> I did, and I I didn't intend to. I'm sorry. No, that's not true. <laughs> we're, we're dad's kids. <laughs> like, it right? would happen. Yeah. Like, I think it was... And I got this... Ha- I, I became this way somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? No. I didn't. I it, think it, it's the other side of the coin of scientific curiosity. Like, a lot of people sort of have this, like, thing where, you know, you're, you want to understand those unknown things, uh, but you also want there to be this magic in the world, and that's what these body horror movies kind of push that. Like, mm-hmm. you can almost get it. You can almost fathom it. You can almost decode it and understand what's happening. Uh, and then it's one step a, a, a sort of ahead of you and wrong. <laughs> and, then it's, yeah. and then it's just American Mary. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you just have to use your flamethrower and just start all over. <laughs> well, I mean, and it is introduced to kids. Like think about Violet Beauregard. She Who? turns into a blueberry oh, and yeah. they press the juice out of her. It's true. Yeah. I mean, like body horror in Roll Doll, the witches. <laughs> Has oh tough, yeah, like clubbed feet, yeah. uh, hair take off their hair. Like that's yeah. You know, yeah Actually, I mean, are... one of my biggest fears when I was little was being turned into a mouse and stomped to death. Like, well, and now like it's the... one of your biggest fantasies. And now it's my biggest sexual <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Weird how that all happened. Okay, we watched um, that again. But, uh, the witches. 
well, and the, just a side note, those children yeah. cannot act at all. No, but it's still a good movie. Oh, it's great, but... And speaking of Angelica Houston, I watched Adam's Family Values the other day, and every line in that movie is a banger. It is so funny. When he says, aren't you a lady killer? And he says, acquitted. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So great. The whole movie is like that. Well, real quick, though, about the witches. There's a myth, a Greek myth, about... Uh, Prince Acteon. Do you know this one? He's out hunting with his... Uh, you un- know that we don't. He's out <laughs> hunting deer with his dogs and he spots Artemis bathing and with with her naiad entourage. And he's like, oh, hey, oh, a pretty okay. lady. And she's like, mortal! And changes him into a deer. And he's run down by his own dogs and eaten. Uh, it reminds me of Her the witches. It, yeah. it reminds Reminds me of like I think there's an element of body harm horror of humiliation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you're not controlling yourself. It's like it's like you can go from being a totally normal person and then you can eat a bad sub at Subway and suddenly you're like, <laughs> so, yeah. you like, have <laughs> no control of any of your orifices, you know, yes. and it, it degrades you so horrifyingly and uncontrollably. That's a body yes. horror. Yeah. Except, if there you know. was the butthole nipple movie, there mm-hmm. like a guy has you know butthole nipples. I hear it's a guarantee there, that he would have a job interview, and that that would be the time that his butthole nipples would disagree with him. <sighs> yeah, that that that's another body horror thing of like, okay, I just got to hold it together for this job interview. Well, it's humiliating. Wedding. Uh, or right. Just, yeah. Or right, like, I have the curry. Yeah. 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 Or District Nine when he's trying to cut the cake and he's like, "Where's the birthday cake?" And he's just like, just, <laughs> ugh, uh. Or that scene in Dead Alive where, oh god, it, the yeah, dinner the, the, scene. The, the uh, meeting. Uh. Yeah. But so but gross. also, do you think there would be a scene in that movie where he would end up in like the maternity store buying those little breast shields? You know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe you guys don't know about these things, movie. but like. If if you're a, if you're a, a breastfeeding woman, and yeah. you go anywhere and you hear a baby cry, your body's like go time, and it's called letting down, and out comes the milk. So like they make these little like you know pad sticker things that you could so you don't have an embarrassing uncontrollable situation. Where you're just but, like shooting yeah. arcing. You're like, you're painting a picture where uh, the shit nipples movie is like this. <laughs> Great. No, no, no. I'm painting a picture where the the person who figures it out is the manager of the of the maternity store because he keeps going in and buying these things. We're not getting oh. away from the shit nipples, are we? <laughs> Never. Well, I was thinking oh. that the character in the story would you wonder why you're deal with the plight of having this plot. Like it's a another one of those movies where. Uh, the only way that women can apparently get uh, stories out is by making the protagonist a male who has shit nipples so that he has something even remotely close to the experience. And Except also, then you're going to get the feminist blowback because you're comparing bodily yeah. functions. Uh, this yeah. is yeah. why, this is why Kevin Smith, you keep it on a podcast. You don't get high, make yeah. a Tusk like And then movie. keep getting high and make a movie with Justin don't Long. See, because what's happened is we took a thing that you said as an aside that was funny and ran <laughs> with it. But it ends here. We're yep. not going to make a movie. And then before you, you know, know it, shit nipple four. <laughs> the shit nippling. <laughs> it is funny sounding as a movie, though. <laughs> No, we just jumped to four. There's no three other movies. 
Um, I would be tempted to do the 80s thing where there was never a shit that comes out of the nipples. And you're like, somebody walk, walking away from the movie, they're like, there's no shit in that movie. Like, it's like, I'm not disappointed, but I'm kind of disappointed. I'm really I glad we put that warning at the, the top of the episode. I think movie as, um, like, the Scorcher series from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Ben Stiller is. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Because he can pull off that really awkward, like, oh, no, I hope I don't zip, zip my junk up. That's know. body heart. Like, he's essentially already in that, the, uh, zipping his dick up in a zipper is body horror. Right. He... <laughs> but when he did that, it was so traumatic that he, never mind. And Keith <laughs> David was in it from The Thing. It all wraps <laughs> yeah, around. How'd you get the Franks full of the beans? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, it all came together. So I, I do like have we to mention something. something today. I know. I, I do have to say something. That's just like a regular girl thing to say and not gross and in no way would make people think that I need to go see a therapist, which now I'm thinking maybe I do. That's what um, this podcast is for. Go for it. Right. Why? Hey, terrible American health care. I can't afford a therapist. It's you guys. Um, <laughs> the best thing about body horror and the thing is Kurt Russell's hair. Mm, <laughs> it is good hair. <laughs> It's yeah. just like the best hair. The first yeah. time I saw it, I remember thinking, dude has great hair. Were yeah, you like, he has I'm consistently that, great or like, hair. I wish I had hair like that, or both. Or both. <laughs> Maybe it was both, but it was definitely yeah. because he had amazing hair. Yeah. yeah. I was glad yeah. that they, that when they de aged him and did the whole Guardians of the Galaxy 2 thing, they gave him that luscious hair back. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably yeah. the, as gross as that movie is, that's probably the best he's looked. Like, it's probably him in his prime right uh, kurt, yeah he, he yeah that's definitely prime kurt russell yeah that that's prime kurt right there <laughs> prime cut kurt prime cut kurt and also to make you you know because now i'm really on the defensive about being a disgusting human being <laughs> um, <laughs> don't take it really really hit a button there i'm sorry i think we did i didn't even know like i didn't know embrace but, it <laughs> embrace your disgusting nature kurt russell's in my favorite movie well, one of my favorite movies that I don't think we've ever talked about. Mm-hmm. And that is Overboard, where he is Dean <laughs> Prophet. <laughs> he yeah. does, like, consistently lie to and gaslight that woman, you know. Yeah, he does. Dang. It's, so it's very problematic, but it is a great movie. Right. But Not body hey, hard. I'm though. not disgusting. It's okay, though, because she I'm was a, normal, a bitch when he was on the yacht. Blooded, <laughs> blood-having human Again. woman. I'm sorry that you feel that you're disgusting. That was not what I was trying to get across. <laughs> no, I th- I think it's just, you know, I very much have grown. Uh, like, th- now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, yeah, I very much see how I'm a little brother. It's just part of my nature, you know? It's just part of how I, I carry myself in the world, and you know? Yeah, the- for me, these movies are akin to being tickled by someone who's completely in control of the situation and won't actually kill me. But I paid for this, yeah. <laughs> the experience, and I'm, yeah. Um, well, no, I mean, a little bit. I mean, if if you look a little bit deeper into body horror, it's a little bit about things within us that might fester, that mm-hmm. we can't control, that we don't want to let out. Yeah. I mean, and that might be looking into it too much. I think that's I right think on. So. Yeah, I, think I mean, that's, that's kind of what the question I was asking beforehand, which yeah. Would be, do you feel like they're uh, visceral had the most meaning as a body horror movie to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So yeah, I know what mine is. I also know what mine is. Oh, well, you guys go ahead. Mine is The Brood. Because oh. I both love that movie, and then also it had the most sort of like uh, the idea of creating a complex and manifesting it physically and giving birth to it and then like being like the the idea of like a sort of making your own problems in your head a reality for other people to mm. deal with like mm -hmm. uh, as are your physical minions that are both terrifying and difficult to understand uh I found to be really like the idea, like it's a psychic birth in that movie. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I think it's really interesting because I think a, a good thing that body horror can do is bridge that line between like what we consider our feelings and emotions, which are largely invisible. And you're like, and again, American healthcare and Western medicine is kind of like, if we don't see it, it's not real. And Cronenberg mm -hmm. is all like, oh, it's very fucking real. I'm going to show you how real it actually is. Um, and I think that's what the films like The Brood are really about. It's like there are consequences and you cannot bottle this shit up. It's going to come out somehow. Mm hmm. And so, I, I, yeah, yeah. Since you guys covered that, which was kind of what I was going to say, um, I'll take it as a societal look as well. I mean, if you look at movies like Alien. Yeah. Um, that it is society. It is this. The individual is infinitely expendable. Um, and we are here to be harvested and to be, you know, Neo when you take his mouth away. You know, we are pieces of this capitalistic system um, that don't matter. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and that we can be stalked and we can be killed and maimed and, and used as hosts. And that's how the system works. And too bad. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, I mean, like, also one of the earlier ones, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, kind of is definitely in that vein of uh, the idea of conformity with a larger group. So Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think Alien is a really good choice because it, it's so personally violating, but then it's also like the thing doing it and the larger thing causing it, the corporation itself, is so detached and uncaring. Uh, the movie has like this insular close quality. It's like the closer quarters of the ship are like, you know, it, they call the ship Mother and it's all white and pristine and soft. And then the further out in the ship, it's all hooks and chains and dripping darkness you know uh it's it's and the contrast between those two things is uh jarring um and i don't know i think it it, it kind of even the setting is like a good uh way to get across this like this idea of like the close the very personal the thing you want to keep safe which is your own body and your own uh your own self versus Right, and you don't outside. have that body autonomy. Yeah, and that is property. why we're all upset about Amy Comey Barrett being confirmed because now none of us have body autonomy. Yeah, Wait, sorry, I went no. there. I went no. there. Actually, good. Go there, please, because between fucking coronavirus and that shit, I mean, it's like now is the age of body horror. 
Like, well, you know, that's how I feel in a way. Like, you look at these movies and you're like, that's kind of the system that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this nightmare show that if you told somebody in the 50s that this is how we live, they'd be like, what a horrible dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will be uh, assuming that the human species you know, survives and everything, I'm pretty positive we'll have a lot of body horror movies following this era, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, horror movies are always a reflection mm-hmm. I of mean, the things, you know. The yeah, isolation, actually, the quarantine. And... I actually wonder about that, because I feel like uh, a lot of the body horror of, say, like the 70s, like Alien or something, is and is more of a warning uh, to like the things you're talking about, like that are politically happening right now, that was unheeded, and now the art form of them has been absorbed into the system, like where they're just a genre thing now, and people don't necessarily notice the messages they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I guess that's my fear going into all of this is like a lot of instances where I where I feel like art doesn't service the same way that. Uh, maybe get used to uh, the meaning of something like body snatchers or alien even is kind of lost on people now. Like, cause people used to go to those films like in mass, you know? Uh, but now they're more like just the, the, you know, the art house movies of the liberals or whatever. <laughs> mm. So, but maybe can not. I, <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I say the, the movies that impacted me? Yeah, because I, um, I, I as we've been sitting here, I actually thought of three uh, that hit me in different points in my life, um, and I'll I'll be quick about it. But uh, the first one was Akira. Akira, like I wouldn't call it a straight body horror movie, but the final act is so much about that that it was probably one of the first movies I ever saw that. You know, like you were describing earlier, it's so beautiful. You can't not look at it. And I, I remember asking the world television premiere came on TV and I asked mom, can I watch this? Like, should I be watching this? Because I was in the fifth grade and she was like, I don't know, man. She 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 was washing dishes and she kind of put her hands up. She's like, you can make your own decision about this. And I was like, whoa, OK, cool. Then I guess I'll watch it because you and dad were watching it. And uh, so I watched it and it I remember, Jeff, you called Roy and you were like, you've seen this movie. Is it too much for Ira? And Roy was like, it's kind of intense. (laughs) And I watched it anyway. So I watch it and I was completely absorbed by it. I was completely like blown away by it. And it was like the probably one of the first horror movies that are horror scenes I ever sat and watched and really engaged with. And it almost has like this psychedelic quality, you know, just like this when he's losing control of his body, like when his emotions and his body are run rampant. It's like this point of like and like the brood, it's like, oh, my God, your emotions can destroy people. It can destroy things. And when he's his body is panicking uh, and he ends up crushing the only person who ever like the only girl who ever loved him, like crushing her to death. um, Yeah. It's it was so heartbreaking for him, for everyone, you know, it was like heartbreaking, disgusting. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) all the all these things were hitting me at once. And I feel like that was the movie that really 
kind of moved me out of being a younger kid, you know, into getting a little older because in middle school I started reading Stephen King and getting into stuff that was a little darker. And I feel like that was the movie that did it. Uh, then a little later in high school, I saw The Thing. It That's a movie that really made me like connect with dad. You know, it's like it's one of his favorite movies. Uh, but it also really informed my love of monsters and what monsters could be. Um, and then finally, uh, The Fly. After my first like big breakup, you know, the, he has that line where he says, if you stay, I'll hurt you because he knows he's changing. But it's like this this anxiety about being in a relationship and being like tethered to somebody uh, like that you can cause pain to someone you love like it's a it's a really scary thought it's it was really impactful to me yeah never thought about that movie in that context (laughs) oh it's that's a heartbreaking movie yeah um yeah no so that those are the those are the ones that really affected me just speaking about the thing real quick i had this thought the other night does the thing actually have a form it just I almost think so. I don't think so either. I think it's just like a will almost. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I it's think that's what makes it terrifying. That's what makes it really terrifying. It's all bodies and no bodies at once. I, I think it like to go back to what Lila was saying, it's like a good example of like completely unregulated corpus and corporation. Mm-hmm. Like is the same uh mm. something just like extremely violent viral takeover like an amoeba similarly to akira has that same like it's just gonna grow it's gonna grow as hard and fast as it possibly can uh and contextualize that you know with a tumor or something like that uh but like a corporation being a tumor for society or for something Mm. Uh, but uh the beautiful thing about that movie though is that they all decide that it can't leave like they gotta save right. the world by they, they they all know they're dead. They're all gonna <laughs> bite the big one. That, yeah. It's great to me that like within the second reel they're like, Oh, we're not getting out of here, you know? <laughs> like uh Yeah. Uh, right. There's no like last second. There's no Hail Mary. Right. It's just not even an option. So Do you think Childs was uh infected at the end? Oh I remember. I'm just asking. I, I have no idea. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get the pranks about the beans? I didn't think so until we made that astonishing something about Mary connection. (laughs) (laughs) Now I think he did get out, and then that's him. Fairly Brothers present the thing too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pretty much all I got. Leela, do you have any other major ones? Um. Not really. No, I'm just like super. I'm super gun shy now. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like I'm not even suddenly, like, I'm not even going like... to discuss society so instead let's talk about the Joy Luck Club the, the what? <laughs> I'm not really sure what you're talking about right now this sounds like psycho <laughs> psycho talk the, the, the what's the, the what club? club? She, I think she's making you're saying that you feel disgusting so you have to Correct. Back down to something that is else. correct. That's much more G-rated. But how can you have a horror movie gross-out podcast and suddenly now come to like that's not? <laughs> I've suddenly realized I'm a disgusting monster. 
The oh, monster God. Oh, okay. And we're the witnesses. I get it. We're in shit nipples. <laughs> fine, fine. Oh, I thought God. the shunting scene in society was awesome. Okay. You did? Fine. Oh, so you saw it? I did. I, I haven't seen it. Well, to watch well, how was it? Tell us about it, because the gifts scare me away. <laughs> it's super weird. I mean, like, you just have to look at it like, wow, this is a lot of special effects that went into this extremely weird scene. Mm-hmm. And it goes on and on. Um, 80s movies do do that. I yeah, feel they like do. It... The pacing is real. And that's the weird, like, they're like flesh monster things that kind of have, like, this orgiastic melt flesh melding thing and it's all it's... like this melty silly putty sort of look yeah um, yeah and when i say it was awesome i was just i was obviously you know just exaggerating well it looks but like it, an it's experience very interesting yeah it's um it, it must have been very interesting to like block that scene and make <laughs> that scene um well i want to see a four-hour interview with a guy who blocked the scenes for society like, i mean the butthole face scene. Well, well that's another thing is like there's a lot of practical effects creativity that has to go into this stuff and what of the clips i have seen of society i'm like that's really gross and weird but also it is effective you know it's effective um also i was wondering y'all like the difference in a gag that is well executed versus one that is not well executed it affects me differently would you say that you have a similar experience? Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like whether there's definitely CGI. things that are that are done too well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <sighs> what are what are some of your favorite effects? No, oh, everything in Slither. Um, yeah, Slither Slither is pretty freaking amazing. Um, um, it's I, I, I don't even know like like how long Rooker had to be. In special effects and makeup for that His one scene life. in the house, he's still he's still in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> and I because it also is really funny, mm-hmm. um, and that's it, it ticks like a lot of boxes for me. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, and it and it's not like other body horror that isn't funny. I don't like, but there's there. But I it can't even tell out. you how much I I am disgusted by movies like The Human Centipede mm-hmm. and like Martyrs. And, like, I just can't do it. There's something too, I don't know, air quotes real about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just too, like, it's too much of a waste of your time as a... It's also joyless. It's joy... Yeah. It's, it's, um... You can't appreciate a cool effect, and there's there's no fun to it or something. Like the thing is fun; it's tense, right, it's the gross, thing but it's great. But like you know that, that when they made that movie, they were having fun making it, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Here's going to be a great scene, and this is going to be really effective." Where I feel like those other like torture porn type movies are like, "How can we uh, torture and bother our audience?" Yeah, and, and I don't like that. I like to be along. For the ride, along for the ride with the director and the producer in the little cart, you know, mm-hmm. on the roller coaster. I don't want to be tied to the tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And that's that's a, a real, that's a good analogy, actually. Right, but that's the deviation for me. Like, did mm-hmm. I enjoy this? Did I not enjoy this? Yeah. Um, and and I guess the thing that I really like about most of those body horrors that I do enjoy are because they're not real. Um, yeah. There is no 
you know, point where, you know, none of that voodoo bullshit is, is real. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think one of my favorite effects, we, we haven't really mentioned it, but the remake of the blob, the first big kill of when it falls on the boyfriend and, oh, yeah. and she grabs oh, yeah. onto his hand and it just like pulls and like just it just disintegrates him as he's screaming like backwards like it's just so good and icky and like and the sound of his screaming changes pitch as more of him melts away like it's just really really good uh what about you guys i think there's a couple of really cool effects in silent hill that count Mm -hmm. um like the video game well, I mean, video games do this really well, too. I meant the movie, but obviously it's yeah. based on a video game. But Silent Hill does it. Um, Resident Evil obviously does it. Parasite Eve was really good at it. Um, there's some really cool stuff in Last of Us with the fungus. Um, you know, yeah. there's there's cool effects. In it's definitely... I'm gonna go we didn't even touch on that. They actually bother me a lot more in video games. Because and it's more that first-person thing. It's that first-person thing. It's the fact that it goes all the way back to... First time I played Resident Evil. If I could turn that PlayStation off faster than the zombie can eat me, then mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm getting out of here. <laughs> like, uh, and that plus body horror is like an especially personal experience. Like, it's an especially like you are the controls and you're experiencing your character going through this thing that's just very. You're invasive. at badly designed controls. And you're badly yeah. designed controls. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're yeah. playing in a nightmare. Yeah. Right. I, I and your teeth about... are growing through your lips, and you can't open your mouth to scream. Got yeah. that hyperdontia. <laughs> Not even your feet hands can help you. <laughs> Not even my feet hands. Jeff, any any final effects, reels, thoughts? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, there's a lot that I could think of. Um, I, I was thinking maybe in recent time, maybe it follows. I liked the body horror in that because... Mm, mm-hmm. A lot of them are confusing, traumatized victims of various sizes in relationship to the size of the main character, and then you don't know what specific traumas in her life they're pointing to, because they're never really explained, uh, or whether or not they're not related to her, if they're just related to other previous victims. Uh, so I like, I definitely like ambiguity. That's that's an interesting one because it's very visceral without being like too showy. Yeah, like the cool. biggest yeah, the biggest violent imagery I can think of is like the the girl in the beginning who's running and she she makes that horrible phone call to her dad saying goodbye basically and right. then it's just like a smash cut to her like snapped backwards like and broken. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that didn't affect me as much as the scene where in the she hears something in the kitchen. She goes in and she sees what looks like a woman who's been hit by a car or assaulted in a very bad way. And she just is like pissing her pants and has like a broken dislocated shoulder. And it's just, you know, it's moving really slowly. But yeah, and everything like slows down. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's a really fucked up scene. (laughs) And then maybe in the new Suspiria, the dance sequence where her body breaks. Yeah, I was in the theater, and I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know if I can fucking watch this." Movie. Well, the, there's also this level of empathy that we have watching scenes like that, where like wherever, like if there's an eye gouging in a zombie movie or something, it's like you grab, you kind of touch at your own eye, you know? It's like uh, you can't help 
but empathize, and that's a, another aspect of body horror. Not I think. me. I've always got a big gulp, but I'm like, <laughs> 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 oh, you're that guy. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Look at her eye. <laughs> like Idiot. Looking there. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> Maybe uh, you're the weirdo, not me. I'm the weirdo. Layla, we're <laughs> I'm really Here. sorry. We went, we took it there. <laughs> but how could you do this to us? How dare you? Um, you can edit all of this. You out. can edit all of this. <laughs> I'm editing the whole episode, and it's just going to be me talking about my favorite episodes of She-Ra. I'm going to take my ball. I'm going to go home. That's yeah, right. Sounds like it. Well, we can... Uh, I don't I don't know, y'all. Is there anything else we need to cover here, or should we wrap it up? Um, I would throw in a couple of book recommendations, just um, yeah. if anyone yeah, is go- interested. Obviously, there's Stephen King stories. I mean, you can take it back to the OG. Read a little Frankenstein, tis the season. Mm, um, that's a good one. You know, throw a dart at the wall and pick a Lovecraft. But some more contemporary examples than that. Uh, Clive Barker's, you know, the Hellraiser series. Um, yeah. The, uh, the Ruins. The book's actually much better than the movie. The Troop by Nick Cutter is excellent and fits the genre absolutely perfectly. And also the Infected Trilogy by Scott Sigler. I would. Those are my gross book recommendations. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. I need a good book. I, if we're talking about um, things in book format, uh, I, I don't think we can do a horror, a body horror episode without mentioning Junji Ito. Um, if you haven't read Uzumaki or any of his other works, uh, check him out. Dear God. <laughs> I mean, so. So upsetting and beautiful. Uh, it's all about transformation and body horror. Just like, yeah. I, I know I've mentioned it in one of our former episodes, but... Uh, hey, this this actually reminds me of something I was going to bring up. What was you that? were talking about transformation and beauty. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who walked out of Annihilation when Tessa Thompson turns into the plant. Because it bothered him so much. Oh, wow. I thought that scene was beautiful. I thought it was yeah, a wonderful beautiful. respite. So like, why did it bother him? I don't know. Something about it. Something really... about like ah, giving over and just like accepting it and being at peace with it, and then it being so gross to him. I'm kind I... of moved to hear that someone walked out from that. <laughs> yeah. And not like, like the it, that's really scene. amazing. Like yeah. at that scene, which I thought was a beautiful well, break in the action of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just wondered if anybody else had a reaction like that because I thought it was such a beautiful scene. Is well, the bear scene before or after the plant scene? Before, I think it's the right. bear scene's before it. It's right before. That's the next so morning that she, her that brain one. is broken and she's just like, "The fuck it, I'm out." Yeah, maybe it because it is such an intimate look at accepting death and giving into it. And I trying. really think that's what it was. I think it was too intimate. Yeah, I, I feel like if you dealt. Like, I can deal with monsters, and I can deal with blood, and I can deal with killing, but I cannot deal with this, like, accepting of here's the way that things are going to be, and here's this thing growing on my arm, and I'm just going to go with that. It's it's not just that. I think it's also the having a character be okay with it, and mm, saying in that uh-huh. meaning that it's okay for you to check out if you wanted yeah. to. Like, maybe there's yeah. some deeper shit there that... You know, that's, I think that's probably very true. Yeah. I, I I really get the feeling 
that that's the nail on the head because like again body horror is like we're all going to have our own subjective experience for how any kind of media affects us but body horror tends to go for these kind of precise cuts and these very like um the things Cronenberg thinks up, you know, like thinks up, for example, are like bizarre and over the top, but they're really getting at something, a very real emotion and yeah. a, a very real concern about well, being and, alive. And there's a definite point in a lot of these movies where the person that's happening to does accept it. Uh huh. Um, and that, that's kind of part of. So alien, like uh... the Brundle is like look at what I'm becoming. This is so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I think that one's a real evolution. Cause like in something like a wolf man situation, there are, they become a monster. Then society has to kill them. And we all learn some kind of lesson, but like something <laughs> like uh, in the, something like the fly, the fact that he's more into it and like fascinated by it and very scientific about it. And you go, you follow him along that journey so long adds a very uncomfortable element of an self-analysis to it mm-hmm. uh, right. which didn't exist in say the 50s like i think about this a lot in terms of like how grandpa gets shit done like it's just mm-hmm. like oh because back in the day people didn't sit around and think about what their thoughts meant like they just don't do that like he's not wired that way like mm. <laughs> uh, he just does the thing right he's programmed it here's the way. problem I'm... I'm gonna solve the problem Right, and, and he knows it too. He's like, uh, "Here, you pick it. You do it this way, like, and you just pick a thing and go at it." You know. Yeah. So it's just a very different like type of uh, fear, I think. But go ahead, I well, what you're saying. Well, no, I was just gonna say, like, I think a, a huge quality of body horror and a huge quality of, I don't know, fear in general, um, is like you know, like annihilation, and like with so many of these. Uh, stories it's fear of change and how gracefully we can move with something that is kind of and how much we can accept something that is unstoppable uh even within our own bodies you know the fly is this you know it's like an easy to read thing is like that he possibly has cancer or that he has like some kind of debilitating disease but it's also like he's aware that he is changing and he's kind of making his uh final arrangements with her and he's he's kind of like you need to stay away because then he becomes this crazed violent different thing um but i think a lot of these stories like can end more hopefully uh you know this this notion of like like district nine he changes into the thing that he kind of despises but by the time he fully becomes one of the prawns he has actually found his humanity He's actually stepped gracefully into it, and he has empathy for creatures other than himself. Um, and I think those stories are actually really hopeful. Yeah, I think, and it, I do think that's like kind of maybe a relatively new take on the genre, <laughs> like the because mm-hmm. that one's kind of about othering and becoming something that you hated, and then realizing it, there was no reason to hate it or something. Yeah, a little bit. Whereas uh, accepting change, accepting. Your yeah. your lot in life, or like how many sea changes or thresholds can we pass through as humans before we're no longer recognizable to ourselves? Like, uh, yeah, 
I, I think that's also it comes up with the Cenobites and Hellraiser. It's like their whole yeah. thing is like if you cross into their domain and they ask you, they ask Frank and in the in the Hellbound Heart and in the story, they they're like Frank. they're like, dude, <laughs> you understand this is not pleasure the way you think of pleasure. And they ask him yeah. several times and he's like, Yes, 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 this world sucks. And then they're like, Okay and they give him all the senses. All like especially in the story, there's this this horribly psychedelic moment where he's like i feel everything and then they pull him into the other side and generally what happens when you're pulled into the other side they put you through the ringer and then you're one of them um frank is just an especially awful person and he fights his way out uh, and becomes like this parasitic creature he's actually like the most monstrous of all of them because the cenobites accept what they are and they 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 play their part they're not malicious they're just completely different they have a completely different experience of reality than anyone else um it's what i really like about them and their name sounds like a fun breakfast cereal yeah yep well it actually means like a like monk or ascetic like a cenobite is like a it's basically just a priest oh i didn't yeah. know that mm-hmm. yeah I yeah they're they're so like much, eh? been a little uh, co-opted at this point but you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, you know what they say: your suffering will be legendary even in hell. <laughs> yes. Well, guys, I really enjoyed this episode. Me too. Maybe the maybe the real treasure was the extra spleens we grew along our spinal <laughs> columns along the way. Along the way. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, should we do a thing style shriek to take us out? I I don't think that there's any way we can't. So okay, I'm gonna be the guy with a cigar blowtorches you motherfuckers. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Jeff has a pencil in his mouth. Yeah, he's yeah. got it he's over the side. He's not just pretending. All right, I'll see all right, you motherfuckers in hell. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.